Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Got a good Friday morning to you. We're following breaking news out of Russia. Yeah, tensions high as crowds gather at the funeral of Vladimir Putin's most vocal critic. It is March the 1st. This is Today. Laid to rest, family, friends, and more than a thousand supporters of Alexei Navalny attending this morning's funeral services for the Russian opposition leader. A heavy police presence there monitoring the crowd with fears of a crackdown by the Kremlin. We'll have the very latest in a live report. Extreme weather, that devastating wildfire, now the largest ever in Texas and ravaging even more communities. You know, it was heartbreaking. Uh, It's our home. This morning, concerns that high winds will fan those flames. While out west, a blockbuster winter storm bringing up to 10 feet of snow. Al's got the full forecast. Showdown at the border, President Biden and Donald Trump clashing over security and immigration during dueling visits. But President Biden extending his Republican rival a surprising olive branch. Join me or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. How Trump is reacting and the potential impact on the 2024 race. Breaking overnight, mid-air scare, a plane reportedly carrying pop superstar Carol G forced to make an emergency landing after smoke fills the cockpit. We'll have the very latest. All that plus stepping down. Weight Watchers stock plummets after a major announcement from Oprah Winfrey inside her decision and its connection to those popular weight loss drugs. And Hatch Watch. It is the Nest Cam captivating people all around the world. Look at this. You see the three eggs. Yes, this is perfect. A pair of devoted bald eagle parents doting on their soon-to-be flock. And the countdown is on to their arrival as we keep our eagle eyes peeled. Today, Friday, March 1st, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Good to see you on this first day of March. Happy you're joining us on this Friday. Savannah's taking a day off today. How about those bald eagles out in California? By the way, what are they named again? Jackie and Shadow. Jackie and Shadow, of course they are. So they've been at the nest for 35 days. This is a live picture, and a lot of people are tuning into this. So we're going to keep our eye on those eagles. eagle eyes. By the way, we should point out because of the time zone difference, obviously they're still sleeping. Yeah. So, so we'll, yes. Shh. Yes. All right. Meantime, another day of extreme weather is on tap. March is living up to its reputation. It is coming in like a lion. Check out this scene in Donner Pass, California. Zero visibility amid what's being called an historic blizzard. Get this. Expecting five to ten feet of snow in some areas. So get ready out west. And it's also coming as crews in Texas are fighting that state's largest wildfire ever. More than a million acres have been scorched so far. At least two people have been killed. We're going to take you live to Texas in just a moment. But we are going to start with those massive crowds in Moscow at the funeral of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny and the still unanswered questions over just how that Putin critic died. NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, joins us now. He's got the very latest on this story. Hey, Keir, good morning. 
Hoda, good morning to you. The scenes in Moscow this morning, which would be considered ordinary in the US, are extraordinary in today's Russia. Alexei Navalny in an open coffin, his parents among those gathered around him inside the church, the US ambassador there with other diplomats, and Navalny's wife and widow, Yulia, saying on X in the past hour, I don't know how to live without you, but I will try to make you proud up there. This morning, Alexei Navalny's mother kissing her son's head before a shroud was pulled over his face. One last goodbye from family and supporters who threw flowers at his hearse as his coffin was driven past. Earlier, inside the church, his parents among those gathered around his open casket. The name of President Putin's strongest opponent, who died last month in a Siberian prison, chanted by his defiant supporters as his coffin arrived. And overnight, a substantial police presence. The Kremlin warning any unsanctioned gatherings would be illegal. Opposition media reporting the first arrest near the procession. Still, organizers say over a thousand Russians have gathered near the church in Moscow to bid farewell. This is a huge loss, this woman says. He gave his life in the fight, says another. Navalny's team organizing a global live feed of the event. Alexei Navalny's widow not attending her own husband's funeral. Such is the risk to her after refusing to be silenced. Putin must answer for what he has done with my country. And the immense danger of simply attending an event like this underscored by charges of treason against a Russian-American citizen, Kesnia Karolina. This, the first glimpse of her in court this week, accused of donating to a Ukrainian charity, just $51. She's, she's, she's innocent. She's a normal person. $51. Come on. And so many must, thoughts must be going through your mind about what it must be like for her. They get to shower once a week, which is painful um um they get a book once a week to read a book um they get porridge to eat he says she wrote him a love letter from prison because he said i've got a little window in my cell and i can see the sun and i know that i look at the same sun as you look at and when the sun goes down by my end it comes up at your end so we're not that far away my love but any one of those outside that church today could be arrested and jailed. Today, the Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, asked about Navalny's family, saying we have nothing to say to them. Wow, those brave people out there, a real act of defiance. All right, Kier, thank you. Also this morning, some new concerns over those catastrophic wildfires that are raging in Texas. One of them, now the largest in state history, consuming homes and more than a million acres of land so far. Just check out these images. The wind threatening to actually pick up today and fan those flames. Al's going to have that part of the story in just a moment. But first, we start with NBC's Morgan Chesky. He joins us from the fire zone there in Texas. Morgan, good morning. Yeah, Craig, a tough day for so many here in the Texas panhandle. And here in Canadian Texas, the flames may be out at least for now. But that lingering smell of smoke marks so much loss for so many here. This home, one of dozens, reduced to rubble in just a few minutes as a result of this now historic blaze. Now, we did get a brief break in the weather yesterday, but higher temperatures and winds expected back today as officials stress to everyone that this firefight is far from over. 
This morning, a fiery nightmare sweeping through Texas, where smoke-filled skies and flame-torched prairies are rewriting history in the state's panhandle. The Smokehouse Creek fire swelling to more than a million acres, scorching an area large enough to stretch from New York to Philadelphia. From above, the devastation even more jarring. Many homes now smoldering piles of rubble and huge swaths of farmland left charred and blackened. Smokehouse Creek, the biggest of four active fires in the state's vast panhandle, where many just had minutes to evacuate. People didn't really have time to grab anything. No, they didn't have time. Their people lost everything. Paul Blankenship now facing unthinkable loss. His mother, Joyce, killed after flames swallowed her home. I wasn't able to get in there to her. Another woman killed after authorities say a fast-moving fire overtook her truck. Outside Canadian Texas at the family-run Mendota Ranch, owner Jason Abraham did his best to save what he could. The view from his helicopter, grim. The majority of his 26,000 acres spread, scorched. I flew my helicopter for eight hours yesterday and never saw green grass. Abraham joined other ranchers fighting the flames from the air. We're going to be running out of water here pretty soon. But drops of water could only do so much to slow an ocean of flames. We just lost a million acres. All of my neighbors are gone. And in Fritch, Texas, a surreal scene of fire and ice with snow blanketing scorched ruins. And snow also an issue farther north. Parts of the Sierra Nevadas about to be hit with up to 5 to 10 feet. Blizzards already clogging roads and causing accidents as the country continues to cope with the wild late winter weather. Overnight, President Biden did pledge federal resources, saying that 500 personnel will be headed to the Texas Panhandle to help. That includes 100 wildland firefighters. Uh, They will be a very welcome sight here. In the meantime, this historic now million acre blaze sits at just 3 percent contained. Greg. All right. Morgan Chesky for us there in Texas. Morgan, thank you. Al's here with more on those weather concerns. Uh, I heard Morgan say five to 10 feet of snow. Is that right? This is crazy stuff. And in fact, now the winter weather advisories extending to the east into the Rockies. Seven million people impacted. We've got blizzard warnings, winter storm watches and warnings and winter weather advisories from the Pacific Northwest all the way into the Rockies. And you can see now on the radar, this system starting to fire up. It's bringing in plenty of snow and it's just getting wound up. We're going to see today extremely heavy snow and wind blasting the Sierra Nevada. We're also looking at whiteout conditions, impossible travel conditions. Tomorrow, the high snowfall rates, we're talking two to four inches per hour. And then we're also going to get heavy rain along the coast from San Francisco all the way down to just north of Los Angeles. On Sunday, the snow will finally begin to taper off in the Sierra Range, but we're talking in the central Rockies, upwards of, of we're talking feet of snow. Uh, the snowfall amounts five to 10 feet above 5,000 feet in the mountains. Locally, higher amounts, we're talking 12 feet of snow at the peaks. And to finish up, we've unfortunately got a critical fire risk danger right now from Colorado on into Arizona, parts of northern Texas, and on into Oklahoma. So that's because we've got warm winds, single-digit relative humidity, and the winds are going to start picking up as well, guys. All right. Lots happening in the weather department. Mm -hmm. I will come back to you in just a few moments. Meanwhile, we turn now to that deadly incident in Gaza, an incident that's further complicating the push for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. More than 100 people were killed during a violent scene at a food distribution effort. And this morning, some differing accounts of what may have happened there. 
NBC's Raf Sanchez joins us from Tel Aviv with the very latest. Raf, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. Health officials say nearly 200 people were killed across Gaza yesterday, the vast majority of them in that single bloody incident in Gaza City, where Israeli forces allegedly opened fire on a crowd waiting for aid trucks, a claim Israel denies. This morning, more fallout after that deadly incident in Gaza, where dozens of Palestinians were killed waiting for food trucks. Our cameras were there shortly before 4 a.m. as crowds gathered in Gaza City, hoping for a single bag of flour. What happened next is in dispute. A Palestinian eyewitness tells NBC News Israeli forces opened fire at the crowd before the trucks arrived. In this Al Jazeera video from the scene, gunfire can be heard. More than 100 people were killed and 700 wounded, according to the health ministry in Hamas-run Gaza. Hospitals flooded with gunshot victims. We went to get food and flour and they started shooting us, this man says. Israel telling a different story, saying many were killed in a stampede near the trucks as people surged around the aid, as seen in this Israeli military drone footage. They say their forces only opened fire later at a specific group that was moving towards troops in a threatening way. Do you have any evidence to support your claim that this crowd posed a threat to Israeli troops? If you approach armed soldiers in a war zone and there is a threat and they fire warning shots in the air, the best thing to do is to turn around and walk away. The footage appears to show bodies yards away from Israeli tanks, but it's not clear how they were killed. Gaza residents have been desperate for food, the UN warning of famine, including for children like Musa. At six months, he's barely older than this war. Doctors say eight other children have died of malnourishment this week at this hospital alone. A U.S. official says the administration is considering dropping aid by air, a tactic used this week by Jordan. The White House growing increasingly concerned about the hunger. And President Biden says he fears yesterday's killings will only further complicate negotiations towards a ceasefire deal, which he says is no longer likely by Monday. Here in Tel Aviv, we're expecting families to gather outside a U.S. embassy building later on, urging the administration to push for a deal. Craig. Raf Sanchez Force there in Tel Aviv. Raf, thank you. Here at home, border security and the migrant crisis, two key issues in the presidential race are getting even more attention in the wake of President Biden and Donald Trump's dueling trips to Texas. We've got two reports. We're going to start with NBC's senior White House correspondent Gabe Gutierrez. He joins us now from Brownsville, Texas. Hey, Gabe, good morning. Hey there, Hoda. Good morning. There's been a significant shift in this race. Former President Trump has always taken a hard line on immigration. Overnight, he once again said migrants were poisoning the U.S. But President Biden is now also tackling the issue head on. This morning, immigration front and center in the 2024 campaign after a dramatic split screen in Texas with President Biden and former President Trump visiting the southern border about 300 miles apart at the same time. Show a little spine. The current president in Brownsville, Texas, blasting House Republicans for torpedoing a bipartisan border security bill at Mr. Trump's urging, but also offering this olive branch to the former president. Join me, or I'll join you, in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. 
The Republican frontrunner in Eagle Pass, Texas, blaming the Biden administration for the record-breaking influx of migrants. Our country is being poisoned. We're really being poisoned. And pointing to the recent high-profile crimes allegedly committed by migrants, including the murder of Georgia nursing student Lakin Riley, whose funeral is set for today. Joe Biden will never say Lakin Riley's name. But we will say it and we will remember. An NBC News review of available data shows crime has actually dipped in cities that receive the most migrants. Still, a recent NBC News poll shows Mr. Trump holds a 35-point lead over Mr. Biden among registered voters when it comes to which candidate would better handle the border, while Mr. Biden holds a 17-point lead on treating immigrants humanely. Here at Brownsville's bus station, we met migrant families heading to Chicago and Houston after they'd waited months in Mexico for an initial asylum screening, booked through an app on their phones. The children were tired. The parents were worried. These are people's lives. These are people's futures that we are basically playing with or using as a pawn. Um, In no way or form should we ever use that uh, for political gain. Adding to the border battle in Texas, a federal judge has temporarily blocked a controversial law here that would have allowed local police to arrest and deport migrants suspected of being in the state illegally. The governor says he will appeal, and the case could eventually end up in the U.S. Supreme Court, Hoda. All right, Gabe Gutierrez for us here in Brownsville. Gabe, thank you. Well, let's stay on the 2024 race for a moment here, because we are now just four days away from the critical Super Tuesday contests. Let's bring in Kristen Welker, moderator of Meet the Press. Kristen caught up with Nikki Haley last night. Haley, of course, the lone Republican left standing against Donald Trump. Kristen, good morning to you. Hey, Craig, good morning to you. That's right. With just days until Super Tuesday, Nikki Haley's path to the nomination is getting more narrow by the day. But her donors are largely standing by her. And Haley says she has the resources to keep going, brushing aside calls for her to drop out so the general election can begin. All in the name of protecting. Overnight, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley making her case in Battleground, Virginia, which votes on Super Tuesday when 15 states and one U.S. territory hold primaries. We have a country to save, so that's the focus of it. Despite no clear path to beating former President Trump and losing the first five contests, Haley insisting she's in this race to stay. Do you see Super Tuesday as your last stand? We're looking at it as we're hoping for a good competitive showing. That's always been the case in every step is can we continue to stay competitive? What do you say to Republicans and even some Democrats who say the longer you stay in this race, you're actually helping President Biden? I mean, that's ridiculous because you can't say that if I get out of the race today, it would be the longest general election in history. For his part, the Republican frontrunner, former President Trump, is increasingly pivoting to a possible rematch with President Biden, with the two men locked in a close race nationwide. A new poll showing Mr. Trump narrowly leading the president in seven key swing states, most of which Mr. Biden won in 2020, some falling within the poll's margin of error. I have the highest poll numbers I've ever had. Looming over the race, the former president's legal problems. The Supreme Court deciding this week it will hear arguments over Mr. Trump's claim he's immune from criminal prosecution for allegedly trying to overturn the 2020 election. And today, a federal judge in Florida will hear arguments for when to start the trial over Mr. Trump's handling of classified documents. 
Now, I asked Haley if she thought Mr. Trump's court cases should go to trial before the election. She told me she thinks they should all be dealt with before November. Craig. All right. Kristen, welcome. Kristen, thank you so much. Kristen, sitting down for an in-depth interview with Nikki Haley later today. And you can catch that full conversation and more on Meet the Press this Sunday morning. All right, 720. Let's check in with Al. It always makes the day a little bit better. Oh, hey, Al. Well, that's awfully morning. nice. And good morning and good morning to you. And we're looking at some heavy rain down through the southeast and the Gulf. That's going to be pushing its way up into the northeast later this weekend. Near record highs up in the plains. We're going to look at that coming up in the next half hour. We're expecting more blizzard conditions out west and snow up into the intermountain regions, Pacific Northwest as well. And that is your latest weather. <sighs> Thank you, Al. Thanks, buddy. Still ahead here on a Friday morning. That frightening mid-air emergency overnight on a plane reportedly carrying music superstar Carol G. We're going to have the latest on that. Plus, Oprah Winfrey is stepping down from a role at Weight Watchers. What she's saying about her decision, its connection to weight loss drugs, and why it matters for all Americans looking for new ways to drop a few pounds. But first, this is Today on NBC. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally Not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around I the mean, country. It is the twists, the turns, the With craziness. our best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. Just You'll as get as fresh as insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the, the know and up-to-date. So tell us what he said. It Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Back now, 7.30. That's an eagle-eye view. Look at our crowd, y'all. It is the first day of March. It's not even spring yet, and it looks like spring break's already starting. (laughs) We have a packed house on a chilly March 1st, a lot of celebrations, a lot of birthdays. A woman came all the way from Dallas to see Hoda. You know what? And I saw someone looking for you, too, and someone looking for Al. So we'll head out and say hey in a bit. We are. We do have a lot to get to in this half hour, though, including some tense moments overnight for international pop superstar Carol G. Yeah, it seemed really scary. The plane she was on reportedly forced to make an emergency landing in California. NBC's Emily Aketa is here with more on this one. Hey, Emily, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. With billions of streams and a recent Grammy win, Carol G has been completely dominating the music world, but what should have been a typical night in her busy work schedule turned into a big scare on board. 
This morning, a mid-air scare for superstar Carol G. According to ABC News Los Angeles, the Colombian singer's private plane was forced to make an emergency landing in Los Angeles after the cockpit reportedly filled with smoke. ABC7 reporting the aircraft took off from Burbank Airport Thursday evening, flying east, but it turned around after the pilots alerted the control tower about smoke. Van Nuys Ground, Bullstream 4, nature of emergency, smoke in the cockpit. The star and her entourage walking off the plane and hugging on the tarmac following the landing. No injuries were reported. Que iba Colombia, Carol G. The incident comes just weeks after her first Grammy win. The singer is a global superstar, drawing massive crowds at every show, including at a record-breaking concert here on the plaza last year. She also made her acting debut in Netflix's Griselda in January. No, papi. After a big year for the international superstar, fans relieved she is safe on the ground following that scary incident in the sky. That is that was a scary, scary bit there. Absolutely. So and she's right in the middle of her tour. So what does this mean for her schedule now? Yeah, that's a great point. Well, we're just learning from sources that she had been trying to fly to El Salvador when smoke filled the mm-hmm. cockpit of the plane. As you mentioned, remember, she's in the middle of her Latin America tour. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to play in Guatemala tonight. She has mm-hmm. not publicly commented though or said whether that will affect her concert schedule for tonight. All right, well glad she's all right. Emily. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, coming up a story you really need to see if you are heading into the busy spring break travel season spy cameras that's right spy cameras found hidden in hotel rooms vacation rentals even in an airplane bathroom we're going to show you how hard they can be to spot and what you can do to protect your privacy but first oprah is shaking things up in the weight loss world and wall street with big news about her future we've got christine romans on that story hey christine hi there guys good morning the world's most famous dieter is leaving the board of weight watchers the stock tumbled we have what's next for oprah and the weight loss industry Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, consoling. Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, whoa, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free, wherever you download your podcasts. We are back now, 737 this morning on In-Depth Today. A major announcement from Oprah Winfrey. With a lot of implications, this one. So after nearly a decade as the public face of Weight Watchers and the recent revelation that she's using a weight loss drug, Oprah is now set to leave the Weight Watcher Company's board. NBC senior business correspondent Christine Romans is following this one for us this morning. Christine, good morning. Good morning. You know, this move had ripple effects on Wall Street, sending shares of Weight Watchers tumbling 18%. Now, Oprah says she will advise and collaborate with Weight Watchers, but she is leaving the board and she's donating her stake in the company as these new weight loss drugs upend this industry. The most famous dieter in America. 
upending the conversation around weight loss yet again. Oprah Winfrey deciding to step down from the board of Weight Watchers after nine years, sending its stock plummeting and raising questions about its future. How important was this partnership between Oprah and Weight Watchers? It, it was very important. I don't think there's anyone in the world who, who has more influence uh, on that topic. Winfrey's honesty about her struggle with weight loss has resonated with millions. It is amazing to me that I can't lift it, but I used to carry it around every day. Her svelte new look on the Golden Globes red carpet earlier this year caused a stir, and she stunned at the SAG Awards just last week. Days after the Globes in January, she revealed after decades of dieting, she has been taking a weight loss drug, telling People magazine, I'm absolutely done with the shaming from other people and particularly myself. It was an evolution for Oprah, who said this last summer. I felt I've got to do this on my own because if I take the drug, that's the easy way out. She leaves Weight Watchers in the midst of an industry revolution thanks to the new class of drugs that help regulate blood sugar and suppress appetite. A survey of healthcare professionals found that 89% saw an increase in patients asking for a prescription, and analysts believe the market could grow to $100 billion by 2030. Weight Watchers embracing the revolution, last year it bought a telehealth company to provide clinical support to its members taking the mega-hit drugs. Characterize for me the amount of change that's coming to the weight loss space in the last year or so. It's tremendous. I think we're going to continue to see more more adoption um, of these drugs. In a statement, Oprah promised to work with Weight Watchers to elevate the conversation around recognizing obesity as a chronic condition, working to reduce stigma and advocating for health equity. Adding, weight health is a critically important topic and one that needs to be addressed at a broader scale. I mean, Oprah's been so closely identified with the Weight Watchers brand for so long, Christine. Do, yeah. do we know anything more about why she decided to leave now? So the company had to actually issue a financial statement about this mm-hmm. to the SEC. It was that big of a deal. And they said there wasn't a disagreement or anything. There, that was not the reason. And the company, in a statement to us, saying that, look, she wants to advocate authentically in this space. She doesn't want to have a perceived conflict of interest, like she's making money off of selling these drugs because she is, you know, taking one of them. We don't know which one of these drugs um, that she has been taking. But boy, she looks healthy and she looks great. And I feel like she really, um, her struggles have resonated with millions of Americans because she has been so honest. And um, the stigma about weight gain and weight loss and the struggles Mm -hmm. of dieting, this whole new weight loss class of drugs could really change how we think about weight loss, willpower, and um, self-esteem, honestly. And also, Oprah, you know she weighed out everything when she was going through this. I I mean, she didn't jump into this and say, let me try it. Like, she took her time. So anyway, it's working for her. And she's donating her stake in the company to the uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture. Oh, oh, wow. I think was a really interesting... Yeah, I think that was a really interesting... Interesting yeah. move on her part. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Nice Happy to weekend. See you. Yes. All right. It is now 741. Mr. Roker got a check of the weather. Hey, guys. And as we show you what we've got going on for you today, hey, we've got this storm that's coming in now. So it's going to move into the plains through Sunday. There's going to be a surge of really warm air ahead of this front. So take a look at what's going to be happening this weekend. From Texas into the Northeast, temperatures are going to be back up 
15 to 35 degrees above average. In fact, these are the records we're expecting through Monday. Records in Lincoln, Nebraska, Milwaukee, Rhinelander, Sault Ste. Marie, Rochester, New York, Boonville. We're looking Bison City, Albany, New York, Syracuse, Manchester, everywhere. We're talking nice and toasty. So that's going to be awfully nice. In fact, the March outlook is out. And take a look. The eastern two-thirds of the country, warmer than average, colder than average out west. And when it comes to precipitation, it's going to be wetter than average from central California all the way into the plains, drier than average down south and looking a little on the wet side into the mid-Atlantic and down into the Gulf Coast and southeast. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right. Yes, we're going to love this one up next. The Nest Cam in California, melting hearts all around the world. Everybody's watching. Hatch watch for the arrival of baby bald eagles. We have your overnight update. I love, my, I love how you're whispering. Because you want to keep it quiet. Oh, the They're sleeping right after this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right, we're back with our friend Carson and a heartwarming story unfolding high in the mountains of California, Carson. Yeah, that's right, guys. A pair of bald eagles, Jackie and Shadow, by the way, are trying to bring a new set of chicks into the world, and tens of thousands of us are watching their every move thanks to this online nest cam. And NBC's Kaylee Hartung is among them. Kaylee, what is the latest? Yeah, I've got it pulled up on my phone right now. Haven't taken my eyes off the nest cam, guys. It has been 35 days since Jackie laid the first egg in this year's clutch, which means it is time for all of us to be on pip watch. That's when the eagle chicks make a tiny break or a pip in their eggshells, the first sign that they're about to start hatching. Meet Jackie and Shadow, a celebrity couple captivating thousands online. The pair of bald eagles have been enduring brutal winter storms to protect their eggs. The Love Nest being broadcast to the world live by the nonprofit Friends of Big Bear Valley, giving viewers an intimate look at the process. Oh, Look at cool. this. I can see the three eggs. Oh, yes. This is perfect. She knew, she knew that she was on camera. Eagles are used to the cold, but Jackie, an experienced mom, has been incubating overtime this year, setting a new personal best for continuous egg sitting. She was on the eggs for 62 hours straight, which is a new record for her, at least. She did not take any breaks or have anything to eat. And Shadow, her wingman, is proving to be one of the good ones bringing her fish, chasing off intruders, and pulling his own long shifts on the eggs. He is, absolutely. When she comes in sometimes, he will start, you know, doing his turtling very loudly, saying, no, no. And she has to get in and move up and sometimes push him out of the nest to get him off the eggs so she can get back on. Shadow moved into Jackie's nest and her heart around six years ago after outlasting a competitor. They've successfully raised two chicks, but have lost others to everything from bad weather to cracked shells. It's been almost two years since their last baby left the nest. Now thousands are tuning in for Pip Watch, hoping to see the first stirrings of new life. And it's not just because bald eagles are our national symbol. Folks who watch them most say this married couple seems a lot like us. And I think people connect with them on an emotional level because they show what they want, they argue, they are very loving towards each other, and they just show in their behavior all the things that are going on inside of them. And guys, with that winter weather expected over the weekend that you've been talking about, cold can be a serious threat to the eggs and for newborn chicks if they come at the wrong time. 
But Jackie and Shadow don't mind the snow. Eagles actually have pretty amazing waterproof feathers, 7,000 of them. So it's like they're wearing a big old parka, guys. That's okay. Wow. All so right. cool. Very That's cool. cool. And so, again, this could happen any day. Any yeah. moment. Right. Okay. We'll keep oh, our yeah. eye on it. Right. Kaylee will at least. Productivity across the country just went south. Everybody's going to be watching the next <laughs> Kaylee, thanks for that story. Coming up, how would you like to own a key piece of one of the biggest finales in television history. We're talking about the diner booth from oh, The Sopranos oh. that could actually be yours. We'll give you all the details on Popstar. Plus, one of the brightest young stars in Hollywood is stopping by, Millie Bobby Brown. will tell us about the new Netflix show, Damsel. Chat with her in just a little bit. It's strange. It's strange. 